Your pine said here, this is a live stream from my YouTube channel. If you are not subscribed to my YouTube channel, go check that out. I'm forward slash the real study doc on YouTube, or you can just search my name, Dr. Andre Pine said on YouTube. You can find my channel and catch me live filming this episode. It's a great episode. Let's get to it. It's clear and obvious. I have a couple minutes today. It's the second live stream of the day. This is Dr. Pine set. This is the dominate pre-med show. And right now what we're talking about is the MCAT and COVID-19. I'm updating you because things are evolving quickly and rapidly, and I wanted to kind of give you guys, I know there's a lot of kind of stray information about the MCAT and COVID all over the place, but I wanted to kind of bring you guys a step-by-step -step walkthrough of all the considerations you guys should be making for your MCAT. So I put together this video, we're going to cover a variety of topics about the MCAT. It's going to be a little bit long, a little in-depth, but I thought it was important to have one piece of information to know everything you need to about your MCAT. So I hope you will join me here and engage with me and ask any questions you have so I can address your questions as well. This is Dominic Pre-Med Show, let's go guys. But stop making excuses, stop whining, stop, right? Get at it. No excuses, just dominate. That is correct, Kasim Sharonjit, we are back. Yes, hello again, Nicholas, Kasim, what up? Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> we are back because I, I've been out of my inbox uh, for a little bit because of I've been working a lot at the hospital. Uh, we are preparing. Um, we have not had a tremendous rush. Thank goodness. Uh, Southern California is doing a great job of social distancing and staying home. Actually, shout out to my San Francisco and my NorCal people because as crowded as San Francisco is, cases should be popping up all over the place like New York is doing. But San Francisco is doing a great job of practicing some social distancing um, and not spreading uh, that uh, coronavirus. Uh, so, um, yeah, but anyway, so our hospital is ramping up, though, for what may be a storm, may not be a storm. We'll see. Maybe we have flattened the curve enough to make it a slow trickle, but we'll see. Um, I'm Dr. Andre Pineset, and uh, today we're talking about the MCAT and COVID. Uh, if you guys don't know, I have a great, uh, we're going to talk about this today. We're talking about the logistics and administrative stuff and a little bit about studying. But if you guys really, 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 really want to um, learn how you guys should be studying for the MCAT during the social distancing, I have a phenomenal webinar prepared for you guys. You can click below in the box to register for it. Um, I'll put the link in there after uh, we're live here today. Um, but however you guys are enjoying this, if you guys don't know also, hey, who is enjoying the podcast? Who is listening to me on their favorite podcast platform? Who's getting me on iTunes, on Spotify? Who's checking me out on all these different platforms? Yeah, Jolly Tears asked, yes, we have had cases at our hospital. Um, there are cases everywhere. Even if your area says there's no cases, there are definitely cases of coronavirus. It doesn't mean they're all very serious and they're all dying. That's not, not the case. That has not been the experience. Um, as you guys see, the mortality rate, even on a worst case scenario, is around 3%. So most people are okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so Ben, I'm going to do a video about that. And actually, Ben, you're one of my students. I sent out um, a link specifically about that for pre-med classes. So check our community, our Cult of Greatness community. I did a whole video just about Passville and pre-med classes. All right, so we're talking MCAT. Let's start. I've kind of divided this up into various topics. So the first thing we're going to address is the scheduling because I think that's the one of the most worrisome things for students is they're like, what should I do? My test date was canceled. My test date is upcoming. It's not canceled yet. Might it cancel? What is going on? What are the available test dates? Will there be more? So let's talk about it. The first thing to know is that um, the WMC recently put out an update actually a couple days ago uh, this week about MCAT scheduling and about the MCAT process. And essentially what they said is 
The update is nothing has changed. <laughs> um, so the March 27th and April 4th test dates are still canceled, um, are not coming back on. The people who were scheduled for those dates are, it's really nice to do a flexible scheduling where people are able to, because their test date was canceled, they don't have to pay any penalties and they can reschedule. Um, some of you guys still have test dates that are upcoming the next month and you're like, ooh, what's gonna happen with my test date? The way I would tell you guys to think about it is that this is all evolving very quickly. No one really knows what we're doing. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this in the nicest, most professional way I can say it. Hospitals are scrambling right now. Society is scrambling right now. Our politicians are scrambling right now. As much as I make fun of Donald Trump and his press conferences, it's a lot happening, guys. It's a lot to adapt to, particularly if you're not a science person. There's a lot happening. And so I think everyone is trying to be both responsible at the same time but try to make things as normal and keep things moving as forward as much as possible. And that's what I've been trying to stress with you guys is that yes, things are different. Yes, you should take precautions, but you should still be making moves towards your future in whatever small ways you can. And so I think that's what kind of organizations are trying to do, but they're trying to hedge their bets because they're not sure what's going to come down the pipe uh, with all this going on. And so in terms of will more dates cancel, I can't say. I, I would say it's highly likely that dates will continue to cancel. Why? Because this social distancing is not a two-week period. Um, as Trump just came out this week and said, he's looking at social distancing through the end of April. And if you listen to the scientists talk, they're like, no, 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 we need social distancing through like May. We got to really, really lock it down. Um, and it's got to be an extended process. We're working collaboratively to keep the numbers down. And so because of that, I don't see how you can pack someone into the closed, stuffy confines of a Pearson testing center, which I, I don't know, like... If I was running a testing center, I would run like a spa. Like I would have like wonderful scented oils and I'd have like some nice soothing music out in the lobby, right? Pearson testing centers are the most sterile, terrible environments. I feel like it's, there's no windows. There's no like, <laughs> there's no hope in those rooms. It's terrible. I feel like that lowers. We should actually, we should, we should all put a petition together. I think Pearson intentionally tries to lower our scores by putting us in this environment that is a breeding ground for depression and terribleness. It's basically like being in prison in that room. But anyway, those rooms are not really equipped to be social distancing rooms. There's only one entrance, one exit. There's a lot of exchanges with IDs and, and fingerprinting. And so it's a social distancing um, nightmare. It's a germ's best friend. And so because of that, I don't see how they can do testing in the traditional way in the near future in these centers. What I think is there's a couple possibilities. And so... One of the possibilities is that Pearson can go to a social distancing testing model so they can change kind of how they're laid out. I actually went to the DMV a couple of weeks ago and it was amazing because they only had one, one person in the building at a time. We all practiced social distancing. And then you came in one side of the building, you went out the other side of the building. So perhaps these testing centers, instead of having 20 people test at one time, maybe they go to having five people test at a time and they just have more testing sessions and they do like power cleans in between people using other uh, rooms. So that's one option. Um, I think that's probably the most likely option that they're going to go to. I think a better option would actually be to let students take the MCAT uh, from any computer. And I say that because the technology is out here, guys, and this is actually happening already with AP tests, is that they can lock your computer. They can turn on your webcam. You wouldn't be able to cheat, right? And, and, and the timing is so fast in the MCAT anyway, where are you going to reference it? Particularly because over half of the test is critical thinking anyway. So what are you really doing? How are you going to cheat? So I think that is something that they should consider if they haven't already, I'm sure they have, is can we leverage the fact that everyone has a laptop and it all they all have a webcam, can we leverage technology that secures the laptop 
to get these tests taken at home where it's safe for the student and we can still protect the integrity of the test. And so because there are some options to change the way testing is going to go on, the, what I'm recommending people to do with their scheduling is I'm recommending students to keep their current schedule date. And I say this because even if they cancel you, even if your test date doesn't happen, even if something goes down, they're allowing you to flexibly schedule so you can change your test date without penalties. And what I think may happen is there may be a scarcity because the AAMC is saying that they may add dates as needed, but I feel like logistically, I, I feel like they, they're gonna have to, but they may not. And so because of that, there may be a pinch for testing dates and they may there may be some kind of lottery system where if you were already scheduled and you had to be canceled, that maybe you get first dibs on any new testing slots that open. And so I would consider your test date as a placeholder to make sure if that is the case, right? We always wanna, we hope for the best, we plan for the worst. So if your test date is rescheduled, we wanna make sure we put ourselves in a position to be able to get another test date because there's no loss to keeping your test date scheduled, right? Only It's only a victory if there is a benefit to being scheduled. Does that make sense to everybody what I'm saying right now about this scheduling process? Because I think some people are like, oh, I'm gonna cancel my test date and move it all the way back to, it's like, no, 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 keep your test date scheduled. The other thing, and, and we're going to talk about this later, how like the, my last point about all this that we'll talk about the, the last section is we're going to talk about the application cycle and what this coronavirus and MCAT situation mean for your application. Um, and so what I would say to you guys is, is that because the application cycle, there may be no changes. Your best bet if you're trying to apply this cycle is to have your MCAT in early because the MCAT is part of the complete application, is part of the evaluation process. And so if your MCAT is not taken early in the cycle, it is extremely detrimental to your admissions chances. So your best shot if you're planning on applying this year is keeping your early scheduled uh, test date and hoping that it goes uh, forward. Uh, SJ Bro, uh, so Antonio said, I think it's extremely hard to cheat because, of, yeah, exactly, Antonio, that's what I was saying. It's like, it's such a fast test, it'd be really hard to look anything up. Um, SJ Bro, uh, JDDRPH, a lot of initials there. Um, they're looking at testing options and changes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think someone uh, mentioned that new dates open in August. So much for roll in. Yeah, so uh, it, it, there may be new test dates, but again, it's all flexible whether those test dates are actually going to go forward. So we got to see what's going to happen. Does all this make sense to everybody? Does this make sense to you guys right now? You guys are live with me here on YouTube. Uh, give me a like to make sure you guys are understanding what I'm saying. Uh, for this first part, we're talking about administration and scheduling and uh, keeping things going. Let me see if I try to miss anything uh, for the scheduling part. So next up, we're going to talk about studying um, for the MCAT. And as part of this, I'm going to talk about this a little briefly, like for a couple minutes here. But I have a three-hour webinar all about MCAT studying right now during social distancing and how you should factor in what's happening with coronavirus to your studying. And I'm going to put the link in the box uh, after this live is done. Um, so, uh, make sure you guys check that out. If you really, really want to have a deep dive, um, on studying and here's some, hear me kick some serious knowledge, uh, check that out. Uh, Jazzy J says my test date was canceled. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, but it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Good afternoon, Leslie. What up? Uh, Kushik, what up? Yeah. So I saw, I saw we, we've been emailing back and forth. I've been out of my email, um, since the weekend. So if you email me back, uh, it was broken. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to have to, I know you want to get into my application course, so <laughs> link coming. Um, anyway, for you guys who don't know, I offer an application course, so make sure you guys check that out too. Um, all right, so next up is MCAT studying. 
So students are asking, what should I do about my MCAT studying? Because I can't know for sure when my MCAT test date is going to happen. And maybe you guys can comment and testify to this. But what a lot of students are worried about is it's actually they're very anxious because of the uncertainty. And I feel like it's almost like working out, right? You can It's easy to finish that last rep or that last lap hard when you know it's the last lap. I think what's happening to students is with the uncertainty of when their MCAT test date is, is going to be, they don't know when the end of what to them feels like. Your studying shouldn't be torture, but for many of you guys, studying is torture. And so you guys are like, man, what, when is this going to end? And having a firm scheduled MCAT test date and knowing that it's going to happen gives you guys some sense of relief, some sense of confidence that, yes, I'm working hard, but this is a concrete end date. And so now for some of you guys, like, man, what if I'm studying super hard, I'm dedicating myself, and then my test date gets rescheduled, pushed back? That means I'm going to be studying for all these extra months? Oh, my gosh. And what I want to say to you guys is, is I'm a very confident person in many aspects of my life because I believe that with proper preparation, anything can be overcome. And because of that, with proper preparation, nothing is to be feared. So I fear nothing, right? For you guys, when it comes to MCAT, if you're feeling uncertainty, it's because you're not sure you have a plan, a mechanism, a way to learn everything you have to learn. And then this is the important part. You guys often are worried about your ability to retain and to remember the information you need to do well on the MCAT. How many of you guys are worried about your ability, if your test date is pushed back, to be able to remember all the things you studied and learned? Comment right now. Um, while you guys comment on that, Nightshock asked, Dr. Pine said, I have an MCAT score, 507, but it's unbalanced. So I'm trying to retake it. I'm doing better now. Would it be much my benefit to apply early with my current score? So I believe that applying early is always great, but if your MCAT score is going to improve significantly, then you're going to want that MCAT score. You can always update your application with a later MCAT score, but if you feel like you underperform an MCAT and you're going to do better, you may be better off waiting a cycle than applying. Yeah, so Jazzy says, I am, see a couple people saying, yeah, they're very nervous about it because they're worried about being able to remember. What I will say to you guys is the first thing is that I don't care how uncertain you feel, how anxious you feel, study like the test is going to be happening that day. And the reason I say this is, is that there's a great quote talking about being prepared for opportunity. It's better to be prepared for an opportunity that doesn't come than to have the opportunity come and you be unprepared. Prepare like your test date is going to happen because we don't know if there's going to be alternative testing opportunities and you want to be maximally prepared to execute on that test date. You don't want to be caught off guard like, oh, I didn't know it was going to happen. And then you're scrambling to try to figure it out. So study like the test is going to happen that day. Additionally, any studying you put in now is going to be useful to you later on because you're building your fund of knowledge. The one tweak I will make for my students is not a tweak, but for you guys in general who aren't in my MCAT course, who don't know about effective MCAT studying, what I'm always stressing with my students is that when we take notes for the MCAT, we have to understand what the purpose of our notes are. So many students who study for the MCAT make notes, make flashcards, and they never have time in their studying to ever review those notes, those flashcards, they never go back and reference them. So my students understand that when we take notes, we take notes very purposefully, and we take them in such a manner that allows us to repetize them, and we build in repetitions into our schedule. For you guys, because of test date uncertainty, this is the most important 
Now more than ever, taking effective notes is important for the MCAT. Why? Because for you guys who are worried about remembering long-term for your MCAT, the way we increase retention is repetitions, right? Repetition increases retention. But secondly, if you do have to reset your studying because your test date is moved three months away or six months away, would you rather go back and read that dry test book te or test text book uh, from your prep company, or would you rather have really warm, really meaningful notes that you have written to be able to reference? Right. So what you want to do is you want to put yourself in a position to have those wonderful notes by making those notes. So as you guys prepare, I would really make sure that you are taking effective, high yield notes for your MCAT preparation and not just saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. No, no. Take the time to write it out, to create a reference, because your objective when you take notes should be to never have to go back into the book or the lecture that you took the note from. Because if you have to go back to that book or back to that, that video or whatever it is, that means you're not taking effective notes and you're increasing your workload. So think about this, guys. I know this sounds like, oh, okay, I take notes. No, 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 no. We've got to take notes that are effective, that are going to help us, right? Our own notes and our own words that are going to help us be effective through whatever length of studying we have to do. And it will make your studying a thousand times more enjoyable to have to reference your notes as opposed to go back to the books again. Hitting the books again a second time would be awful and terrible, so you don't want that. So the first thing I'll say is, is make notes a huge priority with your studying. All right, does that make sense? If that makes sense to everybody right now, like this video, let me know that that makes sense to you about the notes thing, that I can move on. Let me know. <laughs> uh, someone just asked, do you have study tips or at least on your channel? Guys, I'm gonna have a free webinar link for you in the box below right when I get done with this live. I would check that out. It's three hours of me giving you not study tips, but high level strategy for your MCAT preparation. So definitely check that out um, below in the description after we get done here being live. All right. So the second thing after taking high level notes is that what I want you guys to do is I want you guys to take less full length tests. So people who've been around me know that I'm really down on full length tests. I think they're very low utility because they assess your score instead of improving your score. With that all being said, with what's going on right now, you should be taking even less full length exams. And the reason is, is because let's just say your test date gets pushed back three months or six months or whatever it is. You don't want to have run through every single possible practice test out there and have no practice tests left to use and get a valid assessment of your score leading up to the exam. Everyone get what I'm saying? So I would really slow down on your full length test taking because you don't want to burn all those exams. The other thing about taking full length tests is if your testing, if your studying gets stretched out, I feel like full length tests are pretty tiring. And so if you're taking full length tests after full length test after full length test, for all these months, you'll be exhausted. So let's pace ourselves, slow ourselves down on those, particularly because they don't improve our score anyway. So why waste that energy on full-length tests? So I would move away from full-length tests, focus on your notes. The other thing is when you guys are using resources to study, I would right now, if you guys can, I would opt for cheaper resources slash resources that have lifetime access. And the reason I say that is because if your MCAT is pushed out indefinitely, or if your MCAT is pushed back a couple months, but you recognize, well, ooh, that'll be August, 
And then my MCAT score doesn't come back till September. And then that means medical schools aren't continuing until September. And they've already filled many of their interview slots. And so you'll be waiting to apply next year. And so because of that, you may say, oh, I'm going to push my MCAT back to January or to March of next year, or excuse me, April of next year. If that's the case, you're going to still want to have access to your resources throughout the year. And if you buy an expensive resource that you only have access to for three months, then you're going to have to keep rebuying it or you're going to have to step away from your studying for a while and then come back at it. So I would advise you guys to really look into cheap resources and to resources that are lifetime. Does everybody understand what I'm saying there? If you guys are one of my MCAT course students, you guys know we have some discount links for you guys there in the course that have lifetime access because I believe right in extended prep. So we're already, again, we are prepared for catastrophe. My students are. Okay. So cheaper lifelong access resources. So you know, you will have them. The last thing I'll say about you guys is studying is as you guys do your studying, it's a, it's a stressful time, right? Uncertainty is stressful. And right now, a lot of you guys have uncertainty, not just around, oh my gosh, my classes were all canceled. Oh my gosh, I'm supposed to graduate. Now I'm not gonna have graduation. I'm not gonna be able to walk. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to get my application together. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to track down all my mentors to be able to pull back and have all. So there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stress in your life right now. Couple that with there's no stress relief. You can't go to the movies. You can't go to the beach. You can't even go to the park right now. It's crazy. So because of that, it's really easy to get bogged down in your studying, to lose the balance, to lose the opportunity to improve yourself, right? To lose the opportunity to recharge your battery. And so what I encourage all you guys do is to recognize, take your temperature, be aware of if you're getting to the point of stress and burnout with your preparation. Because studying normally for the MCAT is stressful enough, but now you got all this going on and it's a recipe for disaster and burnout. And I want you guys to always be checking your temperature, assessing, ooh, am I feeling? How am I feeling? And to be proactive about your balance, about your wellness, making sure that, yes, it's easy to lock yourself in your room and study all day now because you don't know where to go, but take a second, step outside, feel the sun in your eyes, right? Do a couple push-ups, even if you're going to stay indoors, do something to balance that out. Call a friend, Skype a friend. My kids have been doing this Facebook Messenger with funny faces. I know we're all adults, but go ahead and call your best friend, call your buddy and turn on the funny faces and laugh for a little bit. Have a little joy to balance out some of your preparation that's going to keep you going, keep you going strong. Does that make sense to everybody? That's what I have to say about studying. Don't let yourself get burnt out. Recognize even though you're isolated, you don't have to be isolated. Our technology is amazing. FaceTime, Facebook Messenger, whatever it is, communicate with people and talk to people. The other thing I'm going to, last thing, sorry, I said last thing, last, last thing um, about your studying is that. I don't know if you guys have seen the statistics on people's social media use right now. It's through the roof. It's through the roof. There's been all these new people on TikTok. There's been all like, it's insane. I encourage all of you guys to recognize you have a choice every single day, every single minute of what you give your attention, your energy, your focus to. And it's easy right now to drift off into the oblivion of distraction. I encourage all of you guys to recognize your future hangs in the balance. Either you want to do the work, you want to be disciplined enough, you want to be focused enough to get to medical school, or you want to be distracted. So I advise you guys, I strongly recommend that you really think about, consider, understand how you're spending your time and your energy. 
Are you playing games on your phone all day? Are you playing games on your Xbox all day? Are you on social media browsing through meaningless memes? Are you like me and you're caught up in the Tiger King meme world? I'm so deep into the Tiger King memes. It's insane right now. I love the Tiger King. That show was crazy and the memes are insanely good and I'm in it. But I encourage all you guys to recognize and draw a hard line on just wasting your study time because even though it may not feel like, like oh, I'm doing this to recharge. Your phone, that screen, it's not as recharging as you think. The screen is fatiguing to your eyes. All the information that you have to process as you scroll through your feed, it's exhausting for your brain. It's going to affect your MCAT prep study. So don't do that to you guys yourself. Understand about the balance. All right. Now, is this enough? I told you guys it's going to be an extended video, but I wanted to make sure I gave you guys enough uh, talking points for you guys to understand what's going on with the MCAT and what you guys should be thinking about as students. Again, remember, I'm going to have the link for you below. If you guys are watching this live, welcome. Hello. Thank you for being here with me live. If you're not catching this live, then you'll see that the link is there in the box. Um, next up is the application cycle. So applying to med school <laughs> is laced with uncertainty uh, and with stress already. Um, and now, like, there's all these confounders with, okay, well, people aren't going to have MCATs or people going to be able to do interviews, um, letters of recommendation. There's all these things going around it. So for your application, um, the first thing I want you guys to do is just take a deep breath and recognize it's going to be okay. Application cycles will go on. And no matter what goes on, if something that some part of your application you're not able to get right or be, get complete by the time applications are due early in the cycle, you can always apply next year. You're not behind. You're not falling behind. You're on your own correct time. So don't ever feel like, oh, man, I really want to apply this year. I had to apply this year. No, it's, it's a want. It's a desire. It's not a have to. It's not a must. There is no law that says you must apply this year. And medical schools will not hold it against you to have a gap year. On normal years, they won't hold it against you. They will not. So let's be very clear on this. Medical schools do not care about your gap year. Where they care about your gap year is if you are a subpar candidate and you did nothing in your gap year to do what? Improve yourself. So for you guys, you're like, oh gosh, I would. it'll be okay. Take your time. With that being said, you guys should only be applying this cycle if you are going to be complete in your application and you are going to be complete early, which means for you guys who are the early birds, like my students who took the MCAT, I always advise my students not to wait until the late testing dates. I always tell my students, Take your test in January. Take your test the year before. Why? Because then we can focus our energy on the application. And so for those people who took their test early, you're in a great spot because so many students aren't maybe going to be able to take their MCAT. And so you have already got that taken care of. So now you can start shifting your focus to your application. If you are planning on applying this cycle and you've not taken the MCAT yet, a lot of students get into this limbo with the application and their MCAT studying. My advice, right, it's the last bit of March here, almost April, which means you have April and May. You have two months to get your application together. My advice to you is to get started, take a week, and split your time. Do half MCAT, half application for a week, and at least get your application started. Get it in, get your personal statement going. Why? Because then you can share that with your letter of recommendation writers and get that process going. But then also you've gotten some kind of, you've gotten some mojo going to start with. Then I would go heavy in your MCAT prep. And then as the application deadline starts coming up or the opening of the application starts coming up, then I would start slowly taking a day a week and piecing your application together from the foundation you've already established early on. And so it's nice because you're doing it in bite-sized chunks 
and you're still getting your MCAT prep in. I see a lot of students who sacrifice their MCAT prep for the application or they sacrifice the quality of their application because they were only doing MCAT. So you have to figure out whatever works for you, but find a balance between those two because if one is really weak and one is really strong, it's going to be a wash and you're going to be an average candidate. So you want to be a strong candidate. So the first thing is, is to start working on the application early. The second thing is, is so many people are spreading the false, <laughs> the false hope that medical schools are going to waive the MCAT. They're not going to require it this year. I think that it is very unlikely that medical schools will waive MCAT requirements. And the reason I say this is if you look at the data, most of the top applicants to medical schools actually take the MCAT early because that's their personality, right? They do everything so well because they plan ahead and do it early. So most of the top candidates took their MCAT early, which means medical schools will still have a pick of a tremendous selection of applicants. Additionally, most applicants don't take their MCAT this late in the cycle. And so there's still a bunch of people. The other people that you have to consider are the reapplicants. So through all this, what I'm trying to make the point of is that there are tons of applicants, which means tons of people to choose from. So for medical schools, why would they waive an MCAT when they know that if they hold tight and they say, no, we require the MCAT, they're going to get you guys next year. So they'll be able to pick from you next year. Right? There, there's, there's a supply demand. Uh, um, it's in, it's unequal, right? It's a, it doesn't match up. There's tons of people who want to go to medical school and there's limited slots. And so they don't need to lower their standards to let people in. What I think is more likely are two things. One is that there'll be absolutely no change and they'll say, nope, MCAT's required. We want it early in order to be complete. Otherwise, we're not going to consider you. That's what I think may happen. What I think is more likely is that medical schools are going to say, we're going to, just for this one year, we're going to create a grace period. Meaning we're going to do our initial cuts, which normally take place between GPA and MCAT. We're going to split it now. We're going to say our early cut will be strictly based on GPA. And we're going to create a grace period for MCAT where, yes, we'll extend you a secondary. Yes, maybe we'll extend you an interview without the MCAT, but we will not accept you without an MCAT score. I think that is the most likely scenario. And so with that, taking an August MCAT may be okay if they decide to do this, but I don't know if they will, but that's something to think about for you guys. Um, it, it sucks for you guys who are depending on the MCAT to raise your candidacy, if that's the case. Um, if, if you're so worried about it, and, and don't say it's not fair, just wait until next year and apply. Uh, but those are the things um, that I would consider in terms of application cycle. The other thing is that for some of you guys, the application cycle, you're not going to have all the clinical hours you want. Maybe your research project got put on hold. There's many things to your application that may not be as polished or as finished this year outside of the MCAT. So wouldn't it make sense just to take the time, finish, the thing, finish these things up right? You know, there's some students who are, they're, they're, they have a, they're about to submit to a journal and now it's on hold because of all this. Or they had an experiment and they just need a little bit more and they'll be able to put together something and get a poster presentation or whatever. Why not wait a year and get things right? That's all I'm saying. It's just a year. Patience is a virtue. Practice patience. Get your application right. And that way you can go in and feel smooth and feel great about your application. Um, Amir says, what if med schools either disprefer or don't accept online coursework 
for certain subjects. Um, so there's, I'm gonna do a video about this, but uh, there's, and I sent this out to actually do my internal students, but there's a big difference between an online class that is traditionally an online class and an in-person class that has just been moved online. So it's a matter of accreditation. And so your school, so for example, I'll take where, I, where I'm a faculty member, UCSD, right? University of California, San Diego, just because they move classes virtually now doesn't mean those classes are not respected by medical schools. At the same time, pass-fail pass classes are not going to be accepted by medical schools. So you should not be trying to take your prerequisites pass-fail and think medical schools are gonna take that. That's not gonna be the case. All right, does that make sense to everybody? Uh, Night Shock says, Dr. P, I've already taken the MCAT, but I'm retaking and they do have, and but I am retaking and they do that grace period, would they see my old MCAT anyways? Yeah, all your MCAT scores get reported to medical schools, not just the newest one. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I am on your favorite podcast player. You are here. If you're enjoying this, if you want more of this content, let me know, guys. Take a second, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. I'll be picking my favorite review and featuring one of your reviews every single week on the show. And if I feature your review, you win a free course or free coaching session. So make sure you guys do that. And like I said, I have some great free webinars for you guys right now, particularly doing social distancing and how to keep your life moving forward because we are all about progress, guys, right? This show is all about getting you to medical school. And if you stop, if you slow down in this time, there are other people who are running, who are hustling, and you're going to miss out on your med school dream. So take this time, get yourself right, and get to medical school. I thank you very much. As always, how do we end this thing, guys? No excuses, just dominate. See you next time. Today is the day, guys. No more excuses, no more complaining. You're going to take your future in your own hands. You're going to dominate. You're going to be successful. Get to my website, studenttransformation.com. I challenge you. What are you going to do today to make your life better?